Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 27. Believe it or not, guys, 27. We're like at like half of like a year's worth of episodes now, I think. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 27. That's yeah, actually really cool. The age of 27. The podcast is officially older than us. That yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, welcome to the show here. We got a, a fun show for you guys today. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Morse. Uh, joining me here today, as always, is Rob Douglas. Hey, what's up, guys? And the Nathan Wagner. Woohoo! Hello. Nathan's excited to be back on the show. Yeah, we missed him last week. But uh, we have a good episode this week because we will be talking um, about a special question of the week um, segment that our... Our local uh, Rob Douglas provides for us. Um, he always uh, comes up with some interesting conversation topics. Um, so we'll be talking about that on our main segment. But before we do, we got a little bit of news we'd like to break down for you guys. Um, hot off the presses today, um, Ukulele, um, the upcoming 3D platformer um, made by former Rareware developers, you know, makers of Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64, um, they announced a release date, April 11th. Very exciting. But they also canceled the Wii U version of Ukulele. How does this make you guys feel? Doesn't really bother me. I mean, I don't have a Wii U, so... And I might pick up a Switch, so... I'm more likely to get it on the Switch than the Wii U. Yeah. They they did and they didn't announce a Switch version yet, and I'm guessing it's mostly because Nintendo hasn't really... You know, done the presentation and given all the details for the Switch yet. Companies aren't really yeah. super allowed to necessarily announce a bunch of Switch projects yet. And so um, they said that, hey, we're excited about the Switch. We'll announce some some things about uh, a Switch version hopefully early next year. Uh, but right now the Wii version is canceled. And they said it was because of the technical reasons. So not necessarily because the Wii was dead or dying, mm. but because it was kind of harder than they thought to get it running up to speed on the Wii U. Um, and for me, I, I backed Ukulele uh, but when it first launched on Kickstarter. I backed the Wii U version. I think a lot of the backers um, did support for the Wii U version. And so it is kind of crazy and sad to see that, hey, there was this version that everyone was really ho- wanting and hoping for, and it felt like it was right at home on a Nintendo console. Um, but, you know, on the bright side, we will be getting on the Switch, and I'm excited because I think it'll be a great portable game. I'd love to, you know, have it on the go and it doesn't bother me. I was actually hoping that th- this would happen because I don't want to be pulling out my Wii U out of the closet that I put away when I got the switch just to play <laughs> ukulele. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. It, it does kind of stink though, you know, for people who n- maybe Wii U is their only platform and they don't own anything else. Yeah. I think this is, I understand why they're doing it, but I still think it sucks because there's a lot of people who, Obviously, like you said, Jeff, the most backed version of the game was on Wii U. And I know there's a lot of Wii U people who have a Wii U who aren't going to get a Switch right away. uh, Maybe because they feel burned by Nintendo because Nintendo kind of abandoned the platform so quickly. And they're not confident in Switch. Or maybe they're just, you know, upset. And so maybe they want to get this game and they're like, yeah, it sounds awesome. And now they can't get it without buying a Switch or something else. And even if that... And also... I don't think the Switch will come out, or the Switch version will come out um, on the uh, April 11th date. I think if it comes out, it'll come out like a month or two later, which will just repeat the problem the Wii U had, which was getting games after they were released on other platforms. Well, we'll see. The release date so, is April 11th. I think the Switch is, is coming out in good. March before April 11th. So, well, yeah, but like they would have to have it done in like 
four months. So, well, and I think like, they, they could, said they were probably working, working on, on it right now. The, probably, but they said they were working on Wii U as the main platform, and then going to port it over to PS4. Now I'm, you know, if the PS4 version is on, are they still doing? Are that their main platform now? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, being a backer, they've sent like dozens of updates out, so I'm sure they'll keep keep everyone uh, in the loop about that. But um, so let us know. Are, are you a Wii U owner? Do you feel burned by this? Um, if you did back the Wii version, you can, you know, choose any other version, PS4, Xbox One, PC, or upcoming Switch One um, when they announce that. But, um, yeah, it, I, I think it's think it's interesting. Um, but ultimately, I, I think it's for the best for me, at least personally, because I'm planning on getting the Switch. And even if I wasn't, I could get on PS4 or something else. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Rob, you want to hit our next news piece here? Yeah, so uh, this is actually a little bit of an older news piece. We uh, dropped it from last week's show, so we could so we could focus on uh, PSX and some of the other things that went on the Game of the Year award. Um, but EA announced that they were no longer going to be making Battlefield games in order to focus on Battlefront for the next few years. This comes hot off the press after they released Battlefield One. And it sounds like they're really going to put a lot of energy and effort into making a really strong sequel to the Battlefront that came out. What was that two years ago? Last year? It was last year. So last be, year, yeah. The next Battlefront will probably come out they next would year. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think they saw too. They put Titan EA published Titanfall and Battlefield One. Both of them didn't sell quite as good as they were hoping. They still got beat by a subpar Call of Duty game, you know, that wasn't as critically acclaimed by fans or critics, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not going to put out a new Battlefield game when it's already kind of underperforming, even though I heard Battlefield 1 was pretty good. Like, it was a good game. Well, I've heard it's it's picked up in uh, sales as time has gone on. It's continued to pick up in sales and it's caught up to Call of Duty, but initial launch was not nearly as big as the Call of Duty launch, which... But I think they're not going to put a, a new Battlefield game out next year up against their Battlefront. I think no, they've learned the lesson of publishing terrible. two big shooters mm-hmm. in the same time period. And I think Battlefront is their IP that they're realizing is probably the only one that can go up. Yeah. The power of Star Wars could defeat Call well, of Duty. But. Yeah, and I think well, they also realized um, they made Battlefield uh, Hardline Edition, and that came out like, I think it was like a year and a half after Battlefield 4. Um, and they. That game tanked like it didn't do well uh, critically, really, or commercially. Yeah, no one it. Like no one bought it at, all, at mm-hmm. all. And so I think they learned from that that you know we don't need to put out a Battlefield game like every year or even every other year. We can give it like two or three years in between spaces, and then when it does come back, it'll be a big event. A lot of people will be excited about it and buy it. Um, because I think Battlefield One it has had it hasn't had maybe quite as good sales, but it's had it has had pretty good sales uh, overall. So. And Conan uh, reviewed it and gave it a really favorable review. He really liked it, which, you know. <laughs> which is I mean, rare. This is Conan. That's, Conan that's a weird thing. Um, I, I kind of wonder, to a certain extent, you know, Battlefront came out last year, and Battlefield came out, Battlefield 1 came out this year, Titanfall 2 came out earlier this year. I wonder how much, those are all kind of in the same, you know, I know they have different development studios for each of those, but I wonder how much of that just kind of overwhelmed them in the development process and publishing process. To the point where, like, Titanfall 2 was pretty washed out. No one really bought it. It wasn't but as big as popular. Titanfall 2 is a different studio than... Because Battlefield and Battlefront are both DICE. 
Um, yes. And then Titanfall 2 is yeah. Respawn, so it's a different studio that's making it. I think... And then Respawn is going to be making a Star Wars game that yeah. is already their next announced I think with, with Battle Battlefront 2, like, they have a lot of the assets there, and it looked yeah, really good exactly. and stuff, just there wasn't necessarily a lot of as much content as they were hoping, or as people were hoping, and just didn't really have long legs. And so they've been doing DLC and stuff like that. But I think really putting a lot more effort into the next Battlefront is a good thing for it's, EA and for the fans. Yeah, so, I think so. And I, I think, think it's a good move. We'll be getting Battlefront 2 next year, and then probably two years after that, unless Battlefront 2 doesn't do well, we'll be getting another Battlefront when the Episode 9 of Star Wars comes out. Whenever they're kind of like yeah. positioning <laughs> them right next to next the, to the new episodes boosted. of Star yep. Wars. That makes so, sense. Makes, makes Which is a good move. Yeah. All right. Well, our last piece of news here is some exciting Nintendo news. For those of you... Um, who were watching late night television this week, uh, the Nintendo Switch actually had a surprise appearance on the Jimmy Fallon show. It was the first time it's been publicly shown, you know, other than, you know, the revealed trailer that we saw, you know, a couple months ago. Um, but it was exciting. It was kind of a surprise in the show. And it was it's hilarious just to watch just for Jimmy Fallon's reactions. Because <laughs> yes, he's just right. totally, like... It's just super authentically geeking out. Just like, yes. oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> my favorite part was when he was like, Reggie was trying to like basically tell him something about the game. He's like, I know that. I know that. He's like, I know that already. Like, please just let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he already knew all the information about the yeah. Zelda, like the shield sliding and all that. Um, but the coolest part I thought about it was Reggie, you know, he was showing it off. With, Nintendo did a great PR job. Today. Like Miyamoto was in the crowd and... Uh, Basically, Reggie, you know, was playing it up on the big screen. And they instantly just went and picked up the thing out of the dock. And instantly, like, within half a second, it was up on the little handheld and was running perfectly smooth. Like, the transition, supposedly, we saw it, is instant. And it just, you know, it looks so smooth. I'm so excited to just yeah. really be yeah. able to pick up games and take them on the go. Zelda like looked really good on it, too. Um, like No frame rate issues. no frame rate <laughs> issues. There was a pretty big explosion they showed, and that all looked good, so... That's really well, exciting because the Wii U has looked a little bit, had some uh, yeah. problems with chugging and stuff. I think, like, you know, you look at how how it transitioned from the big screen to the game, to the actual handheld. And, you know, cameras are, it's harder when you're on a TV show like that and it's a camera looking at, you know, through a TV, looking at a game screen. Oh, it's yeah. always going to be a little off. And so if there's some graphical concerns from our audience that's that's why that was that way but one of the things that i thought was really cool is when it switched from the tv to the handheld it was mere you know one for one i mean the game was exactly presented there was no like mobilization of it yes, no miniaturization of it it's the exact same everything on yeah. the switch which yeah. you know that yeah. that actually impressed me yeah that was pretty cool i also thought it like the console itself looked really cool. Like that was the first time we saw it in a real live kind of setting versus being in like Not a commercial per- production. Yeah, trailer. exactly. Um, it looked really cool. It looks smaller. Um, looks, I watched looks, this video. It looked looks a little really bit thin. smaller than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be um, based on that earlier commercial we saw in October. So it looked like it's not chunky like a Wii yeah, gamepad. It's not chunky. <laughs> It'll be a little bit easier to to bring carry around with you, which is a it good, looks really light. Yeah. yeah, and it just looks. It looks really, really sleek. I really like the look. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got all that power in there. <laughs> no, I, I'm really curious to see how. There was a like, what rumor are the going specs around that uh, who is it? Nvidia is developing the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That Nvidia is taking a loss on the chip itself because they really wanted to get back into the console business, hmm. and so mm-hmm. Nintendo might have got. I think Nintendo got a really good deal, kind of on the guts yeah. of the Switch. Sure, they nice. Did. 
But anyways, check out the video. Um, Jimmy Fallon had a, a Reggie fils Nintendo America president. He was there to show off Mario Run, which looks great. Um, and then they also showed the Switch as well. But it's pretty pretty cool video. Check it out if you're interested in the Switch. And uh, Nathan and I actually had a chance to play Super Mario Run this last week. We uh, put a short, uh, about a one-minute video up on our Twitter, just showing a little bit of the gameplay and just talking a little bit about what we thought. But overall, I, I think we both really, really enjoyed it. I think I was really impressed about the replayability of it. Um, the demo that we played at the Apple Store was only about three and a half levels. Um, but in each level, there's five pink coins to collect. And the thing is, you have to collect all five in a single run. So it's not like New Super Mario Bros. Or, oh, I missed the third coin. Let me go back and play and see if I can find it. You have to get all five coins in a run. And then if you do, you'll unlock five purple coins in a level. Um, and those ones are in completely different places. And some of the blocks and layout of the level actually changes. And it took me a while to get all the five purple coins. Just on the first level, it took like seven or eight tries. After I got all those, and I unlocked the five black coins for the level. And again, the level layout completely changed. And like there was a star hidden in a certain part and new areas. And so like, even if you beat just the base game, collecting all the different stars will change levels and add more things to collect and find and do. So I'm so excited for this game for just how replayable um, it's looking this game is going to be, and that was just you know one the one main uh, story mode, not even including the other mm-hmm. two. So yeah, the the coolest thing I thought about it was like you said, Jeff, the way the level actually changed, and there were different um, a little it was a little bit different um, each time you went through the different coins, yeah, it's, which it's, was it's really cool. different. Yeah, which is awesome. Like that's kind of makes all of the levels like three levels instead of just one level, yeah. basically. It's not just lazy. That's oh, really okay, cool. Let's yeah, put a coin on the yeah. left side instead of the right. Yeah, like, they actually read we put. Read the elements, and it just the animation looks great. Seeing Mario do all these cool little tricks, like I'm excited to see the next Mario, especially the next 2D Mario game after this, to see how many of these little moves and tricks, like Mario grabbing onto ledges and stuff, they incorporate. Yeah, they've been talking about that like a lot on their Twitter and stuff like that. How he's almost like a uh, it's like a new Mario, like a free runner, basically parkour, now. parkour. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see if they incorporate. Oh, be interesting, into a yeah, Mario game. Um, but yeah, I think that about wraps up our main news segment for today. Uh, we'll probably be talking a little bit more about Super Mario Run um, next week on our show because, uh, you know, it comes out on Thursday. That's two days from now. Um, so you'll so, have a chance to play it. Yep, it, it'll be, be a lot of fun. And speaking of next week, we will actually, we have some very exciting news. Um, dun, 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 dun. Oh, wait, that's bad. <laughs> 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 next week. Rob, Nathan, and I will be recording the very first ever live in the same room episode of the Hey Listen Games cast. We will be all meeting up together here in Seattle, um, and we will be recording all live. So uh, typically, in case you didn't know, Rob usually joins us over Skype, and uh, sometimes Nathan's even Skyped yep. in. Um, but uh, it'll be it'll be great having all three of us in the same room. I think the conversations will just flow a little bit better. It'll just be great having us all there in the flesh. And so we might do like an extra long episode or something. Yes, we're, we're, I think I think we're going to be talking game awards for the year. Yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about the game, game awards, awards for the year and whether or not we dis- disagree or agree with the Overwatch proclamation of last <laughs> the last game <laughs> show. Uh, I'm actually going to say we should bring back Majora's Mask 3DS and award it as the game of the year for this year, even what? though it came out last year. Just because <laughs> you guys didn't give it the a spot on the top 10 N64 <laughs> games list last week. You can't play the Song of Time and make Majora's Mask come out this year. It doesn't work that way. What? What? Oh, Why not? <laughs> so uh, definitely look forward to that episode. Uh, we'll still do it at the same time, live, 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time, but that'll be a fun episode that we'll have for you guys next week. And 
Uh, maybe we'll we'll record some other videos too to put up on the YouTube. Maybe some uh, some uh, gameplay streams or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that one. Alrighty, so we are going into our main segment. I'm really looking forward to this. Rob, I'll let you take it from here. All right, so we've been doing some questions of the week uh, with me, and some of the last ones we've done, we did uh, earlier, probably one of our first few episodes, I think episode four, we did our favorite game from each uh, generation system grouping from the 90s. So Nintendo, Microsoft, well, Microsoft didn't exist in the 90s, but... <laughs> they still existed. They Sony, just, Sony, Sega, Sega PC. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, um, a couple episodes ago, I think it was 19. I have them all written down, so I'm cheating. Oh, very smart. We did uh, 2000 through 2005, which was that uh, the generation of consoles with like the GameCube, Xbox One, PlayStation 2. Wait, no, the original Xbox, not Xbox One. Not, original Xbox, Xbox, Xbox one, not the new Xbox One. <laughs> See, I mean, why why didn't Microsoft call it an Xbox One when it's really the because it's the all-in-one entertainment center. That's Don what people Madrig use it for, was right? The head of Xbox for some reason. <laughs> Marketing got kicked off fail. of uh, Facebook or whatever he was doing. He's back in so, Canada. Sad this thing. time around, we are going to finish <laughs> up um, with kind of talking about our favorite games from the la- the last generation of consoles. Which is basically 2005 to 12, 13-ish when the... The Wii 63 uh, era. Yeah. The Wii U the Wii and... Um, Combine Wii 360 and PlayStation 3. It's the Wii 63. I remember Six. many of my friends were uh, Wii 60 gamers, as you might call them. I was a Wii 60 gamer. <laughs> I was a Wii 3. Wii 3. Wii 3? You were just 360 primarily, right, Rob? What? In this gen, you were primarily just 360, right? I had a... I was 360 and PC. Okay. 360 PC. 360 PC. We have our PC coverage handled by <laughs> you to this day. I've pretty much... No matter what generation of consoles that has been out, I've pretty much been PC from the beginning. So, I mean, I do represent kind of that... Master segment race and category and <laughs> demographic of individuals, but, you know... Yeah, at least one uh, PC elitist on the show. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Gotta have one. So... This time around, we're going to talk about the, like we already said, the Nintendo Wii, the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and of course, PC games from this time period. Uh, basically, from the release of the 360, 2005, to the newest generation of consoles, Xbox One, PS4, and Wii U. So, we'll kick it off with probably, I think, your guys' favorite one, the Nintendo Wii, released Woo! in 2006. We would like to play. What, in your guys' opinion is the best game from the Wii. Wait, wait, hold on. Are we doing our bet the best game or do we think like our, one of like our favorite game? Kind of a little bit of both. Cuz okay. you know obviously if you have a favorite game from that console it's going to be one of your okay, in so your mind. I'm going to so do more of like my favorite. I have kind of games. two different arguments here because Uh-oh. for the best best game for the Wii, I am actually going to make the argument that Wii Sports was the best game of that generation just because it brought so many people in like it got so many people talking about it people who had never played video games before Mm -hmm. like even to this day my boss who's like 45 or something (laughs) like that uh i was talking to him like a month ago and he's like oh yeah i was at home working out on my wii and i was like (laughs) wait what (laughs) like you still he still has his wii from 2006 and uses it and stuff like that like 
just the fact that that game, basically the Wii, but especially that game coming bundled with the Wii brought so many people into video games and into gaming and a lot of them kind of transitioned over to mobile and stuff like that. I think it is the most, that is actually probably the best game for the Wii. It's the most iconic game. Like, when yes. people look back yeah. at the Wii generation 10, 15 years from now, Wii Sports is the game people are going to yes, remember. exactly. That's true. Um, definitely not my favorite, not, like, the funniest Although many hours opinion, have been spent but in Wii Sports. Yes, there's I, a lot I, of hours I've played, played a lot one. of Wii Sports. Like, my older sister, who hates video games, I think I talked about this before, like, spent two hours the day I got my Wii playing the golf game so it's pretty crazy but uh for actually my favorite uh wii game i am going to go super mario galaxy um 2007 i loved kind of the combination like it was a departure for mario it wasn't like kind of the it was still a central hub um, world and stuff like that, but it was the camera view was a little bit different from Sunshine and Mario 64. I mean, you kind of like went upside down on planets. Yeah. So. All of the crazy platforming. <laughs> yeah, there's something like, about a galaxy. Yeah, all of the crazy platforming, like going upside down, going like there was some side, excuse me, side like almost 2D Mario platforming. Um, all of the different crazy like costumes, like B Mario and stuff that you could get. Transformations were cool. Yeah, the transformations were awesome. The boss fights were awesome. There was a lot of boss fights. Yeah, there was a lot of boss fights, and they were really cool. Like I thought Nintendo. It took a lot more really tactic. Clever. Yeah, it like it took a little bit. Some of them were a little bit hard to figure out, and Nintendo did some really clever things with the bosses. Um, yeah. And then there were a ton of stars. I didn't even I didn't uh, do, but if you got all the stars, you could get Luigi and then play through the whole game again. Is that correct? I didn't. Oh yeah. End up yeah, doing you that get because... all. I think it's 120 with Mario. So you, I think there's like 90 or something regular stars, and there's the like 30 comet stars, yeah. which are like special challenges. And once you get all those, you unlock Luigi. And then I haven't beaten all the ones with Luigi yet, but I think you unlock probably one last galaxy or star or something. Yeah, I need like 18 more with Luigi or something. Mm-hmm. I'm working through that right now still. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But a lot, lot of replayability. Yeah. For sure. Just uh, fantastic game and the music. Thing, the music and the other thing is Super Mario Galaxy. Even to this day, if I go back and play it. It still looks really pretty. Yeah. I don't know how Nintendo got such a good-looking game out on the Wii, which had, you know, kind of oh, terrible, yeah. like, not HD um, hardware. It, it holds up holds up really well yeah. today. My favorite part is after I beat the game for the first time, it's like the amazing, like, end credit suite with all these sweeping orchestra instruments. And then it's like, special thanks to the Super Mario Galaxy for playing all... I'm like, wait, wait, they had their own... Gal- they had, like, formed their own, like, orchestra just for this game. Yep. Like, ah. Uh, so good. The mu- music's amazing. I love it. But great, great pick, Nathan. I, yes. I was probably gonna. Yeah, it's a good one. one. Uh, being being the the show Mario fan, but uh, yes, <laughs> I, I could also say Mario Galaxy Two is right up there. Um, but did you like Mario Galaxy or Mario Galaxy Two better? Mario Galaxy One has special memories just because it was, it was the first one. that first sure. one, yeah. and it was so amazing first for the one, time. Yeah. Galaxy Two didn't have as much wow factor just because you know it was a lot more of the same in a really good way. Um, they did add some new stuff with new transformations and putting Yoshi and stuff. And there is definitely a lot more stars and things to collect in the second one. Um, but like the Hubboard Bill and the first ones, ah, they're both great games. Yes. Um, Tendo should Jeff, your repackage answer. both of them for the Switch in HD. That'd be amazing. Anyways, <laughs> uh, my pick, I'm going to go Super Smash Brothers Brawl because this is part of the Wii game I spent the most time with. Um, I was so stoked for this game. I went to like GameStop like 10 hours before it came out <laughs> to wait in line because I wanted to be the first one to get it. And I think I was like first first in line and like i grew up like in a small town in oregon and there was like over 90 people at the mall game stop to get brawl like that's how much people were hyped for this game not hype going up before like looking at the, the smash bros dojo website looking at all the different updates that and character really reveals cool. yeah. 
that was really, they added a lot of new characters from Melee. Like they really expanded to a lot of new um, characters like Wario and Super Suit Samus, Pit, stuff like that. Um, Smash Ball was added. The Smash Ball was added Final for Final Smash. Smashes, which was awesome. That was a new mechanic. And being someone who played Melee up until Brawl came out, like just being such a big Smash Bros. fan, I was so excited to get a new one, um, especially for my Wii. And so um, I remember opening night, we went and we got, and the guy was asking us like Smash Bros. like trivia questions when we were in line. <laughs> and we were playing, like someone brought Melee and we were playing it outside while we were waiting. And I went home and it was like a, it came out like, Saturday night, like at midnight, so going into Sunday, and I went home with my brothers, and we all played for like four or five hours, like to like four or five in the morning. And my brothers like, oh, okay, we're done. And they hit the sack, and I'm like, must keep playing Smash Bros. <laughs> and I stayed up till like seven in the morning until like my dad came in. He's like, all right, guys, time to wake up, get ready for church. And I'm like, I'm gonna assume my dad just thinks I just woke up a few minutes ago and started playing, <laughs> and didn't know I stayed up all night playing Smash Bros. Because <laughs> I did not get in trouble, but uh, yeah, oh I played so, so much Smash that the that first week and playing through the Subspace Emissary for the first time, seeing all the cutscenes. There was a lot of different variety in modes. Pretty much the only thing to complain about was the online mode didn't really work as intended, um, and that was kind of a bummer. But um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed playing as Lucas. He kind of became my main in that game, and he was added in. And so, yeah, I mean, Brawl, any Smash Bros. game really can define is defines uh, Nintendo systems. But, yeah, True. Uh, Brawl Brawl is, is a great game. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I picked it up on launch day as well. My mom actually bought it for me, which is the first time my mom um, has ever, like, bought a video game for me. Like, she doesn't <laughs> really like video games. Like, And I actually I was at a meeting, and my mom, like, was at the store, and she's like, Oh yeah, I heard that a uh, brawl came out today, so I picked up for you, and I was like, "Who are you, and what did you do with my mom?" So, uh, but it was a great game, tons of fun. And being so. able to use your GameCube controller still was was awesome. I actually uh, played nice. the Wiimote and Nunchuck for. Oh, you're the one of those. Brawl. Did you did the shake to smash. Uh, I shook to smash all the time. It was great. Oh my goodness. Motion controls were not meant to be in Smash Bros. I'll say that. All right, Rob, what's your pick? All right, so. I'll be honest, the Wii was probably my least played platform ever. Wow. Um, mostly because, I mean, I played a lot of Wii with, like, friends. You know, so, like, Wii Sports was a big game that I played a lot of. Yeah. I played a lot of As Brawl. I played a lot of, like, Mario Kart and, like, uh, Super Mario Bros. And some of those type of games where there were more multiplayer type mm-hmm. games. Some more, some WarioWare. Ah, new Super Mario Bros. and WarioWare were great for the Wii. But um, I'm actually going to go with Skyward Sword. Uh, I played... I didn't play through all of this, but I did play through a lot of this, as well as I watched like Nathan play through it and uh, one of our good friends of the show, Robert Conley, <laughs> play through it a lot. And so Nathan laughs at the Sword. thought of himself playing through Skyward Sword. Oh man, I um, had some bad times with that game. Time, bad times, just frustrating with the. Yes. Most, I think most. it was more amusing to watch him fail to beat bosses than it was to actually watch him play the yeah, game. Be- because Nathan would start panicking and then he would start flailing his arms. Then Link would start like swinging like berserkly and then end up dying. And it was yep, it was really great. To watch. But I think one of the great things about this game was it kind of mixed up the series. It was a definite change from the traditional Zelda and Link. 
and there were some new game mechanics that really lended themselves well to the Wii, um, such as the flying and like the sword, you know, the Wii motion controls and that sort of thing. Use the sword really uh, actively, and despite you know the whole trailers where they're like, oh yeah, you can do this while you're supposed to do this while standing up. I watched Robert Connolly play this one from his couch <laughs> many times, but. It was just a great gaming experience and adventure, and it really kind of lended itself to be a very fresh experience yeah, for the it Wii. Yeah, was the, the best storytelling Nintendo very has cinematic. ever done in a video game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, they, the story was really, really good. They did a great job with cutscenes, super cinematic, like you said, Jeff. Everything was orchestrated. Um, Everything yes. was orchestrated. Even the sound effects. <laughs> I, loved the, um, I loved the motion controls the first time I played through the game. Like, it felt really, really great. Um, mm-hmm. And it felt great. Uh, going back to it, actually, I went back um, like about a year ago and started playing through the mass, not Master Quest version, but the Hero Mode, which basically like makes the game harder, a lot harder, and you can die more easily and stuff like that. And after going back about three years later, uh, the motion controls, I don't like them as much. Like it's kind of they're kind of frustrating. But the first time playing through, it was really really amazing. Yeah. It felt really good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game going forward with like virtual console and Nintendo's usually yeah. pretty good at preserving their games but like is this going to be like the one game that's going to be kind of left behind and never put on any systems again because you can't really remake it without motion controls I no mean, you'd have to like re almost like remake the game remake parts yeah. of the game because there was a lot of parts of the game that completely relied on motion and where your yeah the game was definitely kind like of that. tooled around the Wii mode and yeah. it was the last weekend yeah. to come out and so they had a lot of time to kind of really refine all that motion stuff, and you know, it's not like Twilight Princess or something where you can totally remake it, you know, in a remaster. Yeah, repackage motion and re-release. Yeah, yeah and that would be it. Would be a hard one to re-release, but I'm sure if Nintendo has some sort of marketing money sense at all, they'll probably find a way to at least attempt it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you we'll it, see. It is on the Wii U Virtual Console. You can download and play with your Wii and Nunchuck. Yep. Um, but unless the Switch supports Wii and Nunchuck, which <laughs> I'm not. I kind of doubt it. It's a possibility. The Joy Cons might have motion in them, but maybe. it sounds. That's true. That I maybe tiny. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Anyways, very epic trying to swing a switch. We're gonna move on to the <laughs> yeah. next console system. So let's kind of. We're gonna take a step back. So uh, to kind of one that you guys didn't play as much of. I played a lot of, but the PC. And we'll get we'll get into the other two really good consoles here in a second. But the the personal computer, uh, whether that was Mac or Windows. Uh, let's start with Nathan again. Nathan, what was your pick for the PC? Um, so I had a really hard time because I didn't play the PC, like, at all during this era, era, and I couldn't, like, think of any games I had played on my PC. So Couldn't come up with, with Nancy Drew. I went with Madden 2005 because <laughs> I did play that game a ton. That was before my I got my Wii. I had Madden 2005 on my computer, and I used to have really epic games with my friend Ryan. Um... We would play against each other, and I, I still like Madden to this day, but I just had the only way I had to play it was PC, so uh, you could do, like, I would do, like, mouse, and he would be, like, keyboard, and we would play against each other and stuff like that, and that was a lot of fun. He, like, I'm surprised he didn't break a bone in his hand, because every time he got upset, he would, like, <laughs> pound the desk. Dude, like, Madden players, As hard man. as possible. My brother was the and same I'm, like, way. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I had a lot of fun with the that Rage game. Gamer. Um, that's not really necessarily a PC game, but that was the only was one on PC, that I could but think of. We were, were kind of talking about so. before the show um, on yeah. the air that a lot of these PC games that came out in this era weren't really just exclusively PC games. They kind of came out on consoles and a lot of yeah, other stuff, P- too. Like, so other than your gaming like... and stuff like that didn't really come back until Steam, which yeah. 
um, really became big, which was what, like 2009, 2010, yeah. somewhere yeah. in there. I mean, most... Well, and during this generation, a lot of the computer games, I mean, unless it was an RTS, uh, real-time strategy like uh, Civilization, like or yeah. or more of like the, the really specific indie RPG-type games... They all kind of came out cross culture. So even all three of the games that we have today for you guys are all cross culture, cross console games. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there was so there were so few PC exclusive games during this time. Um, Madden's a good choice. So uh, Jeff, all right, my choice here. I had some trouble thinking of my favorite PC game because I only played it on PC a few times. I played it mostly on 360. But the PC version is definitely the, the better version. And that would be Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth 2. Yes, I know. I'm talking about a licensed video game. as one of my favorite video games on this episode. It's fine. If you haven't played it, it still is, in my opinion, the best RTS out to date. Wow. Um, if you like Lord of the Rings, you will love this game. Like it, they, it was the first time that um, the publisher... I think it was published by EA... Um, it, was, it was the yeah. first time that they were able to really kind of incorporate elements from the movie and also incorporate it with ele- elements from the books as well. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. they were able to really expand on the lore and go beyond just from, you know, what the movies were telling. And they put in all these different characters. So it looked like the Legolas and Aragorn, you know, from the movie, but also was interacting with Tom Bombadil and all these other characters oh, from the books. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, um and it was great because I think there were six different factions. So you could play as like the men, the elves, dwarves, you know, orcs, goblins, yurkai, I think. And there was a lot of different factions. Each one looked totally different and had lots of different abilities. Um, it had a really meaty campaign mode that had like specially made maps and missions. Yeah, and... I remember that part was really cool because a lot of real-time strategy games, at least that I can think of, like their campaigns are kind of eh. Like, it's like whatever. It. Yeah, exactly, but... <laughs> The, both of the the second one and the first one both had yeah. really cool campaigns. And yeah. the narrator of the game is um, oh what was it? Hugo Weaving. Elrond. Uh, oh yeah, yeah Elrond narrated the entire game, did all the voice work, and uh, so that that was really cool as well. That's so he awesome. kind of narrated the main story, and yeah, there was even a story mission where you get to play as. Uh, Dark Lord Sauron and destroy the Shire. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that was a that much was much left out uh, chapter of the book in the movies that we didn't get to see. Because uh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very Saruman, sad. not Sauron. Yeah, whatever. Okay, um, it's not whatever. Okay, no, in the game it was Sauron. You played as like what? giant evil what? Sauron. What? That's terrible. That is not even yeah. right to the book either. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so you guys, we're not just video game nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Um, the PC version, you could even create your own hero. It had this cool hero creator, and you could make your own guy and like put him into the world. Oh, yeah. I do. Um, I remember doing that one yeah. a lot. I would just like make all these different heroes. I wouldn't even like, play as long. It's like, <laughs> oh, let me make an army of all these cool elves with different names. Like, mm-hmm. That's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's a great game. I, I still have that game. I, I don't know where my copy is. Um, I think I let a friend borrow and just never got it back or something. So I've, I've uh, had itches uh, to play it, but um, haven't haven't picked it back up again. So, anyways, that's my pick. If you, if pick. you like RTSs or you like Lord of the Rings, check it out. It's yeah. awesome. You know, as a huge Age of Empires two fan, I, I this was probably one of my top five RTS favorite RTSs. Good. This battle for my Middle Earth. That was just such a classic series. It was so good because it was a licensed game that really actually was this. decent. Yeah, time worth it de- definitely pick up the second one because the there's a lot more freedom in the building. The second one, you can place your buildings yeah. in, in walls anywhere you want. While the first yeah. one kind of constricted you a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, second one definitely pick up. 
Yeah. Um, so for my pick, I actually went with uh, Bioshock. Bioshock came out in 2007. And uh, Bioshock was not, you know, obviously came out on so many. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. You didn't go with Fallout 3? <laughs> We've been hearing see, about Fallout 3 for half a year, and you didn't pick Fallout 3. <laughs> but see, as far as straight-up gameplay, story mode, everything about the game being super fun, super enjoyable, I, I had to go with Bioshock. Because okay, while Fallout okay. 3... Sorry, I, should not, I just had to interrupt you in a, yeah. at that point. That's okay, I'll just be quiet, because I hated Fallout 3 and Bioshock. So. <laughs> okay, continue on, Rob. Continue on. I really love Bioshock. It was kind of the not so dark horror game, and I really I played it first on PC, and I've only played it on PC, and so I thought it was just a super iconic game, and it had such great story mode, and the gameplay was a lot of fun, and the weapons were awesome, and everything, and it was just the twist ending was great, and I loved it. Well, Jeff may not like it. I I had heard I thought it was good game. things from all my friends, and. I finally had a, I didn't really want to play, but I had a friend like, okay, no, you have to borrow my copy and play it. Like, you'll love it. Trust me. And so I played like the first like four, probably three or four hours. And I just couldn't get into it. I didn't see really why people liked it. And I was like, nah, this is boring and it's kind of creepy and I don't like creepy. So I'm done. So, well, I have never played the original Bioshock. I played and beat actually Bioshock Infinite and had a lot of fun with that. Um, really? I didn't know you had yeah, that. I, I yeah, I played it on PS3 and actually finished it. It was really good. Nice. Um, it kind of dragged at the end, but I've never played the original. The Bioshock Infinite, uh, like kind of that iconic sort of, it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. That's how the first Bioshock felt to me. I And you got about four hours in, Jeff, and I mean, the whole gameplay, I think I only put about 12, 13 hours into the whole game. Yes. So it wasn't a long game, oh, but goodness. it was... I I enjoyed it just because it I kicked up the difficulty level so it made it a little bit more challenging and you know made sure that I actually died a couple of times and had to you know figure out a new way to do different sections but I I just really enjoyed enjoyed it and I uh, I've played through all the BioShocks and BioShock Infinite was a good one as well but so is this BioShock your favorite BioShock is the first one I think Story-wise, I really like Bioshock Infinite, but I think gameplay-wise, I like Bioshock. Okay. Interesting. I the story-wise, I like Bioshock Infinite had an interesting story. Like I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was like amazing or anything like that, but I enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. Gameplay, I really liked at first, and then afterwards, like after, kind of at the end of the game, it I gets a little like monotonous. Just shooting and shooting and shooting. Yeah, it gets a little uh, copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. Like and I thought they could have made that game about two or three hours shorter. Um, so our next system, we're going to go to the Sony PlayStation 3, released in 2006. Um, this is actually for perfect. For $600. Because <laughs> another friend of the show, Kyle Anthony, asked us on Twitter a couple days ago. He said, hey, uh, what are you guys, like, top five or, like, top PS3 games? So, Kyle, if you're listening, uh, we're going to go talk about three of our favorite PS3 games. Yes. So, uh, so, am I going to go first? Nathan? Nathan, Nathan, Nathan kick us off. Okay, um, I am going with, uh, this is kind of boring, but still, in my opinion, the best PS3 game is Uncharted 2. It's not um, boring. Where did you get that from? Metacritic? <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, no. So, I got my PS3 in 2011, I, um, and I had heard of the Uncharted games. They sounded really cool, so I picked, I picked uh, both of them up. They had a double pack thing that I got them in. Uh, played through the first one, really, really enjoyed it, thought it was amazing, like, 
um, the storytelling. It was beautiful. I enjoyed the environments and kind of the platforming and mm-hmm. everything about the game. And then I played through the second one. And the second one just improved on Uncharted 1 in every way imaginable. Like, totally. it was just a huge leap oh, yeah. from 1 to 2. Um, and it was the biggest leap, in my opinion, the series had. Um, even, I feel like, yeah. bigger leap than 3 to 4 was. Um, yeah. And it, I really, really liked it. And I loved, I thought the story was really good. And the, the characters, especially, um, oh, the yeah. bad guy in Uncharted 2 is my favorite Uncharted uh, villain. What's his name? Uh, her name is Chloe. She's not the main no, bad guy. Well, she's like she's the not the main bad guy. But she is. She, she is, is the most interesting. interesting. She's the most interesting, interesting which is why I'm excited for I think the Uncharted like Lavar, Lost Lavar Legacy Kitch or, or something like that. Uh, but Chloe Laverick, was the, or, Chloe the Laverick. memorable. Even though um, the final boss was a giant bullet sponge. Uh, that was like all Uncharted games until Uncharted Four. Yeah, um, that's true. God, they fixed that in four. Yes, but yeah. So the. Just Sorry, I don't mean to be ragging Uncharted 2. No, no, no. If you haven't played okay. it, um, in my opinion, just the leap from Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 2 makes it the best in the series. Um, I yeah. liked it more than 3, even, I think, just because um, just because the leap was so great. So, yeah. I yeah. think Uncharted 2 was probably, was also my favorite one of the Uncharted series. I mean, apart from 4, which was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. But, like, with 2, one of the things that I found is, while I liked the characters from Uncharted 1, I fell in love with them in Uncharted 2. Yeah. And, like, felt more, like, I yeah. had to find out what happened to these characters because sure. of Uncharted yeah, yeah, 2. Yeah, they definitely... That, that was the first time I started feeling connected to the, the characters and really invested in them is mm-hmm. I, I, their the time I got to the end of relationships. Of, and... Yeah, once I got to the end of Uncharted 2, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also really liked 3, though. I, I know a lot of people didn't really like 3, but um, I think Uncharted 2 and 3 are both... I really, think they're really great games. games. I just yeah. like two a little bit better. The train. I think my problem with three, the train was, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, my I problem think that's with gonna be an three was it was. Remember for a while. Uncharted three for me, I just thought was too short. I wish it was just really? a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, I, I felt I, like it was too short. I uh, I don't know. I took a b- big break in the middle of it, like I do with many games. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I three before you. I I I like the length of it. I think if it would have been longer, it would have felt a little bit long. I don't know. It, if you are interested in playing these games, uh, we tweeted out earlier, the Uncharted Collection on PS4 Remastered is like $12 on Amazon Prime right yeah, now. Yeah, go pick it up. Really good deal. Go get it. Um, definitely check them out if you got a PS4. Um, even yeah. if you don't, like you can find them on PS3. They're like 2 or 3 bucks. I don't know oh, like, yeah. how, but these games are so good, but they're so cheap, which is great. They're, it's an incredible series. Yeah. Um, anyways, my pick um, is interesting because I actually was kind of anti-PS3. I was all about the Wii, and then I got into the 360 once the Wii was kind of dying off at the end of the Wii's uh, life cycle there. Um, I never really had a PS3, but the first PS3 game that really kind of impressed me and kind of hooked me as a PS3 exclusive was Infamous 2, which Nathan, I think, got as a PS Plus game. Yeah, I got it as a PS Plus. Yeah, and like, I think he yeah, saw him messing around with it once. I'm like, oh, let me try it. So I started my own file, and I played like the first couple hours of it, and I remember just really liking it. You play as a... Uh, uh, it's kind of like a generic character, but he has these really cool like electricity powers. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm like Electro from Spider Man. This is awesome. <laughs> and I'm just flying around, you know, ziplining on on like power lines and throwing like giant things of electricity. And I it was kind of before you know a ton of open world games had come out, so I hadn't really played a lot of open world games. So um, it was kind of exciting in that aspect as well. But yeah, I had had a lot of fun playing it, and that was one of the games I got when I finally did pick up a PS3 about a year and a half ago is I got uh, Infamous 2, and that was the first game I went all the way through and beat on my new PS3, and 
um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really really fun game. I really like the Infamous series. Mm-hmm. I I uh, played it on PS4. Uh, Infamous Second Son. I really enjoyed that one. And uh, I haven't played through the original yet. I feel like it's gonna be hard. I picked up the original just because I like the other one so much. But I feel like it might not be that great after playing Second Son and all the newer ones. Yeah. But yeah, I'll it's always hard to, to go through eventually. Series. It's in my backlog. But yeah, um, Infamous Two. It's it's great. It's got kind of a interesting story with a giant demonic thing that's coming to destroy you and the story is weird it's it's definitely <laughs> definitely weird but it's kind of funny and interesting to see how it pans out at the end and it's cool because you are kind of making choices whether to be uh you know a hero or a villain and that it affects what powers you're getting so it kind of has a really cool upgrade system based on how you play the game you unlock different things and yeah yeah it's a lot of fun i think it's set in like louisiana or something it's set so in like uh basically a different take on new orleans yeah so, it's definitely yeah. very new orleans like you yeah, kind of go into swampy areas and kind of the old old uh, buildings and stuff. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't played it and you want to play a fun kind of superhero It's kind of just a um, fun like, game to game. mess around in. Yeah, totally. Like... It's fun to totally just mess around. And it you really, really feel powerful. Like halfway through the game, once you unlock so many powers yeah. and you can and flow around and just destroy things. You, like, and... I, the thing I thought was cool about it is even from the very beginning of the game, like you don't have as many powers, but you still feel really, really powerful yeah. um, mm-hmm. right from the start, which is really nice because a lot of games, I feel like it takes a little bit to kind of feel like you have a lot of yeah cool you're able and equipment you're able to jump right into abilities. the action it doesn't like it's, it's no, no it doesn't not drag a slow on game. <laughs> or anything like that yeah um, so yeah de- definitely check it out that is it's nice. a lot of fun um for me uh, i this is kind of half cheating because technically i never played it on the playstation 3 um, okay. i'm actually currently playing it on the ps4 uh and that's the last of us uh the last of us is i i have truly enjoyed this game so far um I'm several hours in and oh my goodness, the storytelling, the gameplay, it's just super challenging. Cause it's, you, you have like limited resources and you have to avoid the, like, this is another naughty dog. So, you know, uncharted, it was a running gun game. And there were, once you were done slaughtering all the enemies, <laughs> there were a million guns laying around that you could pick up. That's true. In the last of us, if you, do the panic and shoot thing. Suddenly you have no ammo in your weapons and you are, you're screwed when... I think that's why I stopped playing it. <laughs> <laughs> you're screwed when, like, you a zombie ammo, thing... Then zombies came and you had nothing to protect yourself with. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. actually true. But I, I have really enjoyed this game and I, I can see why it was one of the best games on the PS3 is just... It, it's, it's a good experience. And um, Naughty Dog has a good reputation of playing out great stories and yeah. great gameplay. And so this is just another one in their another notch in their belt here. Yeah. yeah I, I think the story is really, really interesting. Um, I didn't finish it. I think I maybe got like, all a, three of us have gotten, far. I think about like halfway, but I haven't finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, so the story is really interesting. I just don't really know if I care for the gameplay as much. Maybe it's just cause I'm bad at it, but it's like very reliant <laughs> on stealth um and a lot of like not panicking the resource management not panicking like you said like emptying all of your ammo into one zombie you be very patient (laughs) yes you have to be very patient so it's a kind of a hard game for me to play throwing bricks and bottles and hey what was that (laughs) yeah it's it's challenging i would love to finish it but i don't know if i will now because my ps3 just died so, oh. so i know i yeah i i'm i was never a big fan of it. I, I picked it up just because of how it claimed it was how much i heard people talking about it and saying it was like the best mm-hmm. game ever made and stuff and you know naughty dad we all know does great stories 
And this one especially, they do a great job with the cinematics. Like, yeah. the cutscenes mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed and looked forward to. And I, I was glad when there was a long cutscene while, you know, when I'm playing my other favorite stealth game, or probably my favorite stealth game series, which would be Metal Gear Solid. You know, I get to the cutscenes and I kind of like zone out a little bit because it's just <laughs> like they go on for like three hours and like you have no idea what's going on. But you can, you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool, whatever. But these ones you like really, really focus and you look forward to. And there's some really mm-hmm. cool moments. But um, yeah, haven't finished it. I, I probably. Probably won't. I don't know, but um, I think I with the see, Last of I Us, see why people like it. I think with the Last of Us two coming out here, I think I have more motivation to finish it. And I picked it up really cheap. Like uh, yeah, I picked <laughs> it up really cheap the remastered version. So I was like, yeah. oh well, maybe I'll. I I kind of finished a bunch of my other PS4 games, and so I was like, oh yeah. well, maybe I'll pick this one up and I'll play through it. So whether, uh, whether I've, you, I've you pick up the PS3 version or the remastered version, it's it's pretty pretty cheap and easy to find. Now. Find the I might get the remastered one if I want to play through it again. Um, yeah, I like picked it up for like twelve bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah. consistently. So. Not bad. Cool. Um, last category here is Microsoft Xbox 360. This is probably the system that all three of us. Nathan, did you have a 360? I did not have a 360. Okay, so so you're the only least, one. Yeah. yeah. You, you played a lot. I, I on played a lot. You played a lot. Of I played ours. a lot. I had almost all of my friends had 360s when I was. Everyone had 360s like back that. Then. So I played oh, a lot, yeah. but I didn't have one. Myself. Anyone who was a serious gamer had a 360. <laughs> I think our There were like 30 xbox yeah. 360s most, most in our dorms had like two <laughs> <laughs> but nathan what was your best or favorite microsoft xbox um, 360 game so there's a lot of cool games but i kind of mm. wanted to go with one that i feel like isn't as talked about as much and so i went with uh, marvel ultimate alliance which came out uh <laughs> 2006 i believe so about a year after the 360 came mm-hmm. out you like the original one the original yeah. yeah i didn't ever play the second one actually but the original one was really fun. Um, it was kind of a dungeon, dungeon crawl. Would you call it a dungeon crawl? Dungeon crawl, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. top down perspective. Gauntlet or Gauntlet, Diablo. Yeah, like Diablo. The isometric. Um, but you can play through kind of a lot of different areas and environments. Um, and the cool thing was you could play with a team of four heroes. Is that right? Yep, four people on the same four screen. Four people on the same screen, which was awesome. And local there was multiplayer. A ton, yeah, local multiplayer. That's the way I played through. I never played this game by myself. I played through it always with friends. Yeah, um, yeah we but played it a couple so of times. there were so many different heroes to unlock and get, and they all had kind of different unique powers and um, made the game a lot of fun. So I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, this game, I we were talking to them about before the show. It'd be cool if they kind of brought this series back and maybe made, yeah. made a new one. Yeah, um, uh, give, give it to a you know Marvel's been dishing out some of their IPs yeah. and games to like you know studios that really know what they're doing, like the new Spider-Man and stuff, and Telltale with the Guardians. So I'd love to see a big studio like Blizzard or something to, <laughs> to get get yeah. this game. I don't, I don't think no if Blizzard. I, would I know be Blizzard wouldn't, name, but, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, totally. Like totally. Blizzard mastered kind of the formula with Diablo 3 and like they're still yeah. updating putting new content in to see like a Marvel's Capcom day game get that much care and attention put into it, I think would be or not Marvel's Capcom <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance yeah. to see a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game put in like that, that they awesome. could even I do it like a, almost like an MCU one which is all the different MCU oh, yeah. characters yeah, totally. in there and they've be awesome. them up now, so. I feel like uh, Blizzard would probably be the best choice for that because of their experience with Diablo as well as their t- experience with the uh, the multiplayer from uh, Overwatch oh, yeah. I think be like the, between the two of those <laughs> that would be they, could really, would... they could really create an incredible game they that would just blow I mean it would just be like Imagine how mad, It'd be the number one. Imagine just, how mad all the Blizzard fanboys would be. I would be shocked if Blizzard be. agreed to do it because they're so focused on their IP and stuff. Like and that. it's a license. Sorry, guys. We're dropping support for Diablo 3. We're making a Marvel game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a licensed game, which Blizzard tends to do their own yeah, exactly. IPs. Yeah, exactly. It'd be cool, though. So. I, I really enjoyed the second one, too. It added 
like combo powers. So like if you were Iron Man and Captain America, you could shoot off of his shield at enemies. Oh, yeah, and, no, it was super and, fun. And, yeah, yeah, the second one was really good. Some second one took the the Civil War storyline too, so oh, cool. it, was, it was a lot of fun playing nice. that. But yeah, that, that's a that's a good pick, Nathan. Um, I'd love to see that series come back. Um, for my pick, I chose. Sounds like that was kind of one that kind of defined the 360 for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, one that kind of defined that era for me was Guitar Hero. And the one I probably put the most hours into was Guitar Hero World Tour. I got Guitar Hero 3 for the, the Wii originally, and that was my first Guitar Hero game. Played it a ton, and then once I saw, like, the frame rate difference for, like, 360 <laughs> and how much better it looked, I'm like, okay, I can't keep getting these on the Wii. I got to get it for 360 and stuff, especially with DLC and online and so stuff. So you rebought all of your guitar controllers? So I, did, I didn't rebuy Guitar Hero 3 until, like, years later, but I got World Tour for Christmas when you the big band set. Oh, okay. And so... Me and my brothers played it all the time. I had friends over. We would like form like our own like bands. Was this the one and... that had like that added in like drums? And, yeah, it was. And it was that. the first one to add in the band okay. set. It was right after Rock Band. Yeah, kind of like right, copying the Rock, rock band, band Two or something. Formula. Okay, um, but it was a lot of fun because it they didn't put in covers anymore because Guitar Hero Three and the other Guitar Hero games and even Rock Band had you know half the songs were like the real studio tracks, the other half were like cover bands. So it had all master tracks that had like Michael Jackson's beat it on there. It had lots of uh, DLC free and paid. It had a custom song creator, so I had fun like composing my own songs and downloading, you know, Mario theme that some crazy Japanese guy made. <laughs> and yeah, I just I had a lot of fun with it. I I almost got like competitive with it with a lot of my friends. We would like, you know, play each other and try to beat each other's high scores and band records and stuff like that. And um, it, when I look back at that era, I just remember how how much I played a game with a plastic guitar. Yeah. Which I, is kind of crazy to think yeah, of now. But. I, did you play a lot of Guitar Hero, Rob? I played, what was it? Uh, I think it was three. Yeah. Two yeah, or three. I can't remember. It was the mainstream one. Really mainstream one, I think. I can't remember which one, one there was that had uh, Three of the Fire and the Flames. Yep, that was Guitar Hero oh, 3. three. <laughs> I played that one until my wrist was... Like, I could not physically move my wrist because <laughs> it just was swollen in that position of, you know, trying to hit those buttons over and over and over again. Back in the day, I had, like, Guitar Hero parties. People would come over, and we would just, like, yeah. make, form our own bands and just play. And, like, I even did a little bit in the college. I that's, what I, that's what I associate yeah. Guitar Hero with is because I remember uh, we would go on – I played basketball in high school, and we would go on trips, and someone would always yes. bring Guitar Hero, <laughs> and we would play hours of Guitar Hero, like, in the hotel or in downtime, and we didn't have a game and stuff like that. We yeah. played it a ton. And, like, usually it was only, like, maybe two people playing or something like that, but it was a really fun activity for, like, everyone yeah. to do. So. Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've gotten rid of most of my plastic guitars and, like, all those things I've been sitting around collecting dust for forever. Um, but I, I noticed that the the new one that came out these last year, new guitar and rock band, they're going on sale now, and they're, like, 30 40 bucks and stuff. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, do I want to enter this phase again and <laughs> get back into Guitar Hero? It's kind of tempting. Like, it sounds pretty fun, but no, I haven't got it yet. Yeah. So yeah. Sort of like going back to drugs again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, lo- um, lots of fun with Guitar Hero. It's great Great series. Um, had a lot of fun with it. Rob. So I'm going to mess with you guys. Okay. I, I put a game on the notes, but I'm not going to say that game. <gasps> Ooh. So the game I put on there actually was Halo 3. Sorry, said it. But, you know, and that's it. That's an Xbox 360 exclusive. I really love that game. I had a lot of fun with it. But I was actually, you know, you guys mentioned two games that really defined, you know, you guys spent a lot of time playing on 360 and really defined you. And I was thinking about that, and I realized something, you know, 2000. 
I think it was seven or eight was when the first Assassin's Creed came out on <laughs> systems. And there I, remember, go. I, guess, I think it was I was sitting here going, my yeah, big first right. game that I had besides Halo on the Xbox 360 was Assassin's Creed. And this is where the oh, love started at a young age. <laughs> began was on a 360 in my dorm room. Actually, it was in, that was before I was in college. It was in my my living room, you know, playing through the first one. I remember sitting down. I, I think I beat the whole game in a weekend. <laughs> wow. Well, and then nice. went back and played it again. <laughs> wow. Well, the first one was so, like, unique at the time. Like, there was no other yeah, game really like it. It looked really there impressive. Was, yeah, I remember there was so many, like, people on screen. Like, no other game really had that many, like, big crowds and stuff like that. I remember picking it up. I, I don't remember, like, if it was on Amazon or eBay or something like that. I remember picking it up for on sale and being like, huh, that game looks really interesting. It kind of looks like it might be a fun experience. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> and then here I am, you know, several years later, and I've played every single Assassin's Creed game in existence. Wow. Even the uh, weird, like, small ones? I played some of the mobile ones. Okay. I played Liberation. Oh, okay. okay, okay. You played Liberation? And I've played... It's like the PSP one. Part of Chronicles. I haven't played all of Chronicles. That's like saying but... you haven't played all the Mario games because you didn't play all ten Mario parties. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but all the mainline, yeah, yeah, yeah. mainstream games, I've beaten them all. And I've played through Assassin's Creed 1, one and a half times, and I've played through Assassin's Creed 2 twice. Nice. Um, other than that... The only other one that I might actually go back and play through completely 100% again is Black Flag. What was your... Really... Sorry. What was your favorite part of the first Assassin's Creed? Like, what <sighs> really jumped out at you or struck you? I think the story, actually. You know, we make fun of the, the first few Assassin's Creed games and their end-of-the-world apocalypse uh... type. You know, everything is going down and there's alien ghost god things around and yeah it gets trippy weird but i think just the the idea of the ancestry going back in time living out your ancestors bloodlines and like kind of uh altier's story through that and then i love that's one of my favorite uh eras of history as well the crusades going like jerusalem and stuff and like playing through the Crusade era and some of that stuff, and like the original Assassins, which Assassins Creed, if you didn't know, is actually based on a book. Oh, um, really? Yeah, no, it's no. called Amulet. Amulet. I thought it was A-M-A- based on a movie with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> no, that hasn't come out yet, which is going to be awful. I keep, I keep. But uh, it was actually based on the original. There was actually Assassins in that era and in that place and like the leader of the assassins in the game is a real person that's cool oh, oh so, yeah 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 they... so that that was kind of a cool thing and like Intrigue. i love that history and i think the history really got me into it and then mm-hmm. the gameplay story also helped a lot and then the rest is history mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i really are so funny i really like the first Assassin's Creed. i played it pretty apart from like a friend like that first year it came out and i remember really really liking it and just being able to mess around in the open world and the only thing I was frustrated about was the ending. I was like, literally, like, dropped my control, and I'm like, "What? Like, why would yeah. they end a game like that?" And I was no, so yeah, confused. Yeah, I, everyone... I thought it would be explained in the next ones. Then every time I kept playing a new game, I just get more confused. <laughs> Twenty-eight <laughs> games later, we're still not sure what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's hilarious. Um, yeah, good pick, Rob. That, so that's so. our questions of the week. And don't worry, guys. Uh, that's going to be our last uh, one where we talk about our favorite games from a certain era for a while because <laughs> we're currently in a generation of consoles, so we can't really talk about this current generation of consoles. So the next question of the week will probably be something a little mm, bit more controversial. <laughs> Favorite game and watch game. Ooh. <laughs> I was actually thinking Virtual Boy, but you know. <laughs> hey, I'm a proud owner yeah, of a Virtual Boy. Mario Tennis game is the only nut game I know on Virtual Boy. <laughs> I, all I know is chronic back pain and neck pain. <laughs> <laughs> and not being able to see the color red for a half hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So we're going to go ahead and close our show this week with. Uh, uh, same way we always do. Talk about what we're playing this week. Uh, I actually did pick up Pokemon Sun this weekend. Uh, felt bad for Nathan playing Pokemon Moon all by himself. And we finally, I had a snow day on Friday. We'd have schools, so and me and Nathan were hanging out. And finally, it's like, well, let's go to Best Buy. Uh, we can go get Pokemon maybe. And we went. There wasn't any copies left, but I asked the guy at the front. He found one, and um, yeah, so I got it. It's been a lot of fun. I hated the opening of this game. Oh my goodness. The first three hours are absolutely <laughs> terrible. Every like 10, every 10 steps, one of your like little companions will go like, Oh, Hey there, come on over to the Pokemon center. Let me show you how to heal your Pokemon. Hey, hey, it's <laughs> the most cinematic Pokemon game. Ever. I don't want cinematic. <laughs> I want to be able to explore the cool looking islands and find new creatures. And every like, uh, like five minutes it would put me through a tutorial of text that was just so chatty so i finally got past that and i'm really really enjoying it now i'm getting more into it i'm on the second main island working through the second oh, trial on the second island. yeah nice. and so my starter i think is at like level 21 or something so i'm um, working through it and i i like it it's it's, it's fun it's good um nothing Have you found any nothing cool? to really complain about other than the opening my favorite pokemon is definitely a low end grimer <laughs> he's like a blue nice. and yellow Grimer, and he's got like this little sludge thing that he's holding. So like he restores HP every turn because he's like made out of sludge, I guess. And he's just—I don't know—I just find him kind of endearing. I've never liked Grimer, but he's got like two little like buck teeth that just looks hilarious, and he looks really cute. And if you actually go to pet him, like your little hand will get like all sticky and like move really slow. <laughs> so that was a nice little attention to detail. Um, so yeah, I, I've been—I've been having fun with it. I'm. Not, not a lot not a lot to complain about. I really like the Team Skull characters and how dorky they're hilarious. they are. They're like acting like gangsters I, with their I little arm like movements. I feel like Nintendo is finally embracing the fact that all their team villains are all really stupid. Yeah. They're kind of making <laughs> yeah. fun of themselves, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I like it. So they're a lot of fun, and I've been having fun. We need to... Me and Nathan have only battled once. We need we need a battle again. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Which I uh, won, by the way. Pokemon is the only game I can sometimes beat Jeff in. So. Okay, I was three hours into the game. <laughs> give, give me a break here. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And then um, been been playing some Overwatch. Still trying to get up to Diamond in... Or not Diamond. Trying to get up to... Yeah, Diamond. Trying to get up to Diamond rank. I'm at gold right now. Um, and then the Christmas update hit today. Me and Nathan played a little bit before the show started. And... Doing the snowball fight with May, I it's really fun. I'm, I found out I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty accurate in the snowball, um, and been unlocking those holiday loot boxes. So I'll probably be be still still ha- have my hooks. Overall, just love the hooks in me over these next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, I the all the updates look really great. The environments look great, and I really like the new skins and stuff like that. I tried the snowball game and was really terrible at it. So hopefully, I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just a little practice. But... Well, you got to practice a little bit, and you'll yeah. get better. Yep. All right, what about you, Rob? Um, I've been playing The Last of Us Remastered, uh, and 
like I said earlier, I've gotten a couple hours into it and really enjoying it. And I think it's a great game and just been, I don't know, I, I've i been challenged by the stealth aspects of the game. I mean, being a huge Assassin's Creed and Batman fan, stealth is kind of something I've done for a lot of times. But it's been, um, it's been interesting. I definitely have died a lot, so that's been fun. Um, I've also, I picked up uh, a few months back, there was a free Portal 2 mod that someone developed and cool. I didn't know there was mods fully, fully voiced, uh, fully uh, fleshed out story uh, set in like the 1940s. So oh, it's like, what? That sounds cool. it's, it's actually like the original Portal gun before, you know, the whole, uh, is it Shell? Yeah, Shell and the newer yeah. one with GLaDOS and all that stuff is back in the era where like, um, the main guy is still alive. Cool. Like all the main characters are actually still alive and they haven't gone into, you know, like now they're just recording. So it's been really interesting. I played through it a little bit and the puzzles are actually a lot. I've actually been, maybe it's just because I haven't played portal in several years, but they've been really challenging. I've, there was one puzzle where I spent like, like a fan portal game. Yeah, it's like kind a of a new game almost kind of. Yeah, it's all it's all in Steam, of course, cuz yeah. Rob loves Steam, but it's um it's basically someone just put it out there like made a whole new one and they they're giving it away. It's free. So that was nice. kind of the nice part awesome. about it was I, I didn't have to pay for it. And fully fleshed out story, I I spent like 20 minutes on a puzzle the other night. I was wow. trying to beat I could not get it. And then like laying in bed later that night, I suddenly realized exactly, <laughs> like in the middle of the night, it was like 1am in the morning. I had just like woken up in a, a sweat and was like, I know how to beat that level. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. That means it's really good. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Nathan? Uh, um, Rob, do you have anything else you want to say? I did not play Fallout 3 this week. You I'm sorry. I have failed you oh, all. Rob, it's okay. Yeah. There's no judgment here. Nope. We'll welcome you into our Fallout 3 clinic. And it's okay. Didn't play it. Exactly. A recovery clinic? Yeah. Recovery clinic. I've never played Fallout 3, so I don't know if it can be a recovery clinic. But <laughs> moving on. Anyways, uh, I played Pokemon, more Pokemon Moon this week. I've kind of been, like I said before, taking my um, time with this game, so I'm on the third yeah. island. Take your time. I need to catch up to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> third island um, on the second trial of the third island right now. So really enjoying it. I just really like being able to kind of take it wherever with me and play for it for like maybe like half an hour at a time or something like that so uh really enjoying it i got some cool new pokemon and there's some cool evolutions i got alolan raichu um who looks awesome awesome. he's riding a surfboard and he is a electric and psychic type which i think is a really cool that's pretty rare um so that's awesome and then also uh like jeff said playing overwatch I'm kind of preparing for this Christmas update, and then I'll be playing that a lot over the next couple of weeks. But uh, Rob, you'll be proud of me for this next one. Um, I I did see that. I was actually like going to ask you about that. Yeah. So I reinstalled Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I had, reinstalled. Yeah. I had that's a lot of effort. It. Yeah. Okay. So I was so upset because like I was like I'd been craving to play an open world game, and then I was going to play uh, Red Dead on my PS3, and then that died. So I was like, okay, I want to play an open world game. So I reinstalled syndicate it like let me boot right up into the menu and i was like cool like it doesn't even need to install and then i i went in and it like gets the part where it's loading the world and then it says installing five percent and i was like oh crap it's a lie (laughs) like i thought i could play but i can't jump in so i was like 
frustrated, so I went and watched an episode of uh, Black Mirror on Netflix, and then <laughs> came back and uh, started playing through that again. I um, I didn't play a lot. I played it for about 30 minutes, but I want to get back into it. It's, I like I really like the setting, and I'm excited to kind of check out more of the story, and I like the fact that there's two the boy and girl characters that you can kind of focus on different You play as two things. characters? Yeah, you play oh. as a brother and sister. Um, and so um, one of them kind of is better at, like, stealthiness and stuff like that. The other one's more of a brawler. Cool. So that's really cool. Um, so I'm excited to get back into that and nice. play more of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So I've heard That'll it's the awesome. second best Assassin's Creed game in the series. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. That's, so. that's, that's quoted from me, yes. truly. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put my trust in you, Rob, because I really like 4. So. All right. I like it. Very right, cool. All right. Well, before we sign off here, just want to put a couple quick reminders. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Hades and Gamescast. Follow us on there. Listen to the show whenever you would like to. Um, you follow us on Twitter. Um, but before we go, we have one quick exciting announcement. Um, we wanted to do a giveaway again on the show. It's been a while since we've done one. Um, I put one up on Twitter yesterday, but I had to take it down later because I realized we didn't actually have the keys we that we wanted key. to give away. Yeah. So apologize for that. Um, but we do have a new giveaway. Uh, Rob, you want to just tell people real quick in like 30 seconds? So, Roller Coaster Tycoon. That was like three seconds. Wow, That's amazing. that was impressive. That is a great <laughs> game. So, uh, if you want to so, kill people, play that if game. If you want to be sadistic. Repeatedly, by throwing them off of a really poorly constructed roller coaster that you made in your spare time out of duct tape and toothpicks, okay, this wait, is wait. your well, game. If you win this game, please make the <laughs> newly coaster. reported Nintendo uh, Oh, yeah, World, make a Nintendo World. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be giving away the original Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um and uh, so if you have if you have a PC if you have Steam uh, definitely enter this one. We'll put a uh, picture and a tweet up on Twitter right after the show here. And all you gotta do is just make sure you're following us, retweet it, and you'll be entered to win the game. We'll announce the winner uh, next week on next week's show. So good luck to those of you. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games, and you'll be entered to win that. Um, and we are gonna leave you here with a Super Mario World holiday mix. Um, that was composed by the one-ups and i hope you guys have a great rest of your week we will see you next week for our live show (laughs) all right you guys have a great holiday season and we will see you next week